Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. I'm Adam. And this is it. Our final episode covering the discography of Motion City Soundtrack. Last week, we ripped apart their unfortunate swan song of an album, Panic Stations. We also picked out some of our choice B-sides and non-album tracks from throughout their career. This week, we are incredibly excited as we are joined by two very special guests who are going to give their thoughts and favorites of the band and help us wrap up the series with our final lists. Here we go. All right, and now that we've wrapped up all of their albums and we got even through the non-album songs, we have a couple of guests in the studio today I want to introduce. Two people very important to me who also have a love for this band, Motion City Soundtrack. To my right is my girlfriend, Erin. Say hello. Hi. And to my left is my good friend, Andy. Hey, what's up? So what we're going to do here, you know, that we just brought them in now, so they didn't exactly hear everything we just talked about, but I've asked them to sort of prepare and come on this uh, podcast to talk about their relationship with the band, how they got into them, uh, what's their favorite album, and then we're going to do their top five. This is top five disco after all. So Erin, do you want to take it away? Yeah. So at first of all, I'll talk about my history with the band because I feel like it's kind of an unconventional history if such thing exists. Um, so I actually didn't get into Motion City Soundtrack until 2012, which okay. is really, really late. It was my senior year of college. Um, and it was actually because I, I guess as Josh knows, when I was in high school, I was really into musical theater and acapella. And um, that kind of like dominated the music that I listened to completely, um, which was which was uh, kind of unfortunate because I feel like now all these people are have bands that they kind of grew up with and that they were really attached to in high school. And I just never um, really, I have musicals that I was really attached to, but I never really had which like- Which musicals? Rent. <laughs> I, um, I used to write Rent fan fiction. Love it. Put that on the internet. <laughs> <That's awesome>. um, <laughs> um, so- Yeah. So I think, um, unfortunately, like I don't have this like teen angst connection that I feel like a lot of people have with Motion City Soundtrack because as I'll talk about later, I actually went to their final tour, um, their show in Boston. And yeah, it was awesome. Um, But when I was there, I just got the sense that there's all these people who felt such a spiritual connection to Motion City Soundtrack because they had grown up with the band. Um, That doesn't mean I don't love them, but I feel like um, I unfortunately, I wish I had gotten into them earlier. And and how I actually did get into them is that um, one of my friends in college, um, he was really into like animation and um, other hobbies that I think like elitist 22 year old Aaron thought were like a little maybe like juvenile um he was really into like cartoons and um uh stuff like that and uh, now he writes for an animated show so like jokes on me but um <laughs> <laughs> so clearly like that passion went somewhere which is great for him but I remember once I was at his house and I knew he was really into Motion City Soundtrack and I was kind of like oh that's like one of those like twee bands like yeah. um just like I would never be into that and um, he was just playing this album over and over again and I was like what is this this is awesome he was like oh this is the Motion City soundtrack album that just dropped and it was like fall of 2012 so it was go Ah. so that was the first album I actually ever heard and um, I was kind of like wow I didn't know that Motion City sounded like this this is really cool and then I ended up they don't yeah Um, so I'm like kind of like a fake fan but like not really because I'm I'm a huge fan now get out (laughs) (laughs) but you know it was one of those albums that I just wore out for so long and it's really attached to that feeling of like Boston and fall and the like dead leaves rotting on the ground totally and like see that. all that happy anniversary is dead leaves yes. for oh, sure. totally. isn't the album cover yes, falling I was just leaves? gonna say oh, oh yeah, yeah it looks wow. like i am the biggest fan <laughs> 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 oh, yes, no, no, right. it works. barren trees there's something very um, cold about it exactly a lot of them i feel like because it is kind of a uh, uh everyone will die like all of these songs that are just about like mortality yeah. um but still with those like 
banger Motion City soundtrack ones that just explode. She um, gets the bangers. She gets <laughs> it. <laughs> We've been talking all about the bangers. Oh my God, so many bangers. Um, so yeah, um, I would say, then moving on to my favorite album, just after I got into Go, I started to listen to all the other ones. And there was this part of me that was kind of like, oh, this is this is kind of twee, but I, I love it. And I understand why people loved it growing up. Um, that being said, uh, I would say my favorite album is actually Commit This to Memory. It's probably mm. the album that I've listened to the most, even though I did love Go. Um, Josh knows that I know every single word to that album because yeah. we've sang it in the car before. <laughs> um, and... It is, it is kind of like twee, not to overuse that word. It's not as much as some other album, other albums, like My Dinosaur Life, but um, every track I feel like on that album is a jam. Like, every track. It's funny that you're talking about being twee, because I think Commit This to Memory, besides everything is all right, maybe, has some of like the most personal right. lyrics about alcoholism and depression, and yeah. it's super emotional and... and mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm saying I get why right. you've gratitude to that album, because I actually think it's one of the least twee you know, this is Can not Antonia. I thought Ani- it's kills me. tween. What is tween? Twee is kind of like... <laughs> it's like what you would say like hipster music is. Like, like very... super cutesy and oh, so quaint yeah. and quirky. Like I think of like my Antonia. That's a perfect example. I I have such a love-hate relationship with that song. I think it has like an amazing Antonia? melody. Yes. Um, oh yeah, Antonia. Sorry, it doesn't know my in front. But um, yeah, like it just... Um, the lyrics are just so referential referential in a way that is is so of the moment and kind of already feels passe to me um josh and this, i this is why we're together <laughs> had uh, she, adam, made, she made it seem like she, it was a love-hate relationship yours adam, was just all hate can i say adam put that at number one for that album whoa the but the thing is here. i get that because the melody is so good and it, it gets is. stuck in your head that um, chorus it's such a great chorus but then like when i'm listening to it i'm like flinching aaron you're the pizza of my eye. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god! Oh, that was the worst line in any uh, Motion City soundtrack. Pizza song. after this. Uh, that sounds great, actually. Anyway, um, <laughs> I feel like uh, to to move on, get this show on the road. Um, what are what are my top five? Oh, but one thing I did want to say about commit this to memory is that. Um, I actually, when I was looking looking into my top five, I was like, wow, I'm kind of surprised, like not to spoil my own top five, that there aren't as many Commit This to Memory songs in my top five, knowing how much I love that album. And I think it's because I really like it as a piece of work yeah. um, and not uh, that there are singles that are just like, whoa, as much as there totally are. Feel other, totally valid. Yeah. Yeah, some there, other albums. There are certain albums that have like a few amazing songs. And then there are certain albums that are like, every song is like good. Right. But together, those good songs make like right. a better album than that one Definitely. that has like a bunch clunkers i feel like the latter albums have some of my favorite songs on there but it's yeah. not as strong totally. as the first two records that's totally right especially i'm sure you guys talked about this but panic stations yes. has some oh did we overall, talk about panic I think stations it's, I, overall <laughs> it's one of my least favorite albums by them but going through this again like listening to it and not to get off topic but it has some of my favorite songs by them like hands down Ooh, like really great, i want to I know which ones we, we talked to that album mm-hmm. maybe not my top five but like yeah Definitely honorable mentions Sweet. and close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sweet. we'll get there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, with the, without further ado, that's actually a great segue into my first top Ooh. five. So uh, my number five is actually "Days Will Run Away," which Ooh. is off of Panic Stations, and Andy is <laughs> enthusiastically waving his finger in my direction. I put that on my list. Adam didn't have it on his. What'd you just oh, say? Really? I, I had said, I put that on my <laughs> list. <laughs> I had that as an honorable mention. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, don't spoil it. Um. So, yeah, so I think the reason 
and and Josh and I have talked about this, that, and I'm sure you guys have talked about it on the podcast, that Motion City Soundtrack has amazing openers and closers. Yes. And I've noticed that a lot of the ones in my top five list, and a lot of ones that were even my honorable mentions, were openers and closers because they just know how to open and close an album. And there's something kind of romantic that Days Will Run Away is their last song on their last album. I mean, like air quotes, last album. We'll see. But um <laughs> I just th- think that adds some kind of like poetry to it. And it's just a perfect example of one of their slow, their slow jam that builds and explodes um, in a really satisfying way, um, which is one of my favorite things about Motion City Soundtrack. They have so many songs that have that format and it yeah. doesn't get old for me really. Um, and I know that Josh told me that um, Adam sort of, that sometimes um, you feel like the songs are simplistic in the way that they're written. I don't know if you've talked about that yet. In terms of panic stations? Oh, I don't know. Or I feel, in general. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, no, I know what she's talking about. Oh. Early on, month or months ago, we were talking, we were sort of excitedly, preemptively talking about this being the next band. And you had said to me, I was kind of disappointed by how simplistic some of the songs were. We haven't even, we haven't mentioned that this podcast. Did that change for you? Oh, yeah. yeah I think it was because I was listening to I Am The Movie. I probably started with that and I was like, I fell back in love with that album. And then I went to everything subsequent and I was like, nothing else did. That's funny. No, but at the same time, I mean, we, we were talking about like, uh, again, I don't know if you have any songs off of, even if it kills me, but there's something simplistic in that. And yet mm. I totally have come to appreciate yeah. that they can do much poppier songwriting so after the first well. two mm. records. Yeah. Um, and maybe simplistic is, is like a negative word. I mean, whatever it is that they came up with is, is good, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that they do have a lot of the same patterns in the way that they write songs, but like I'm a total sucker for it. So like for sure. it do, I don't really care. Um, but I could see that being, I guess, a criticism of the band. But I really like that they do that build um, and they just it just drops and it's really satisfying because I listened to Panic Stations a whole bunch when it came out. And I didn't really touch Days Will Run Away for a really long time because I started it and I was like, oh, OK, this is like a slow song. I don't really want that because I listened to music and I was walking a lot and I want something with like a, a beat. Up um, in the step. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, that would say, I would say has really risen up my list in the past. Okay. Dark horse pick. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of. Adam is holding his tongue. <laughs> dark horse picks. Um, I think, so number four, I really struggled with. I ended up choosing um, The Weekends, which is yeah. off My Great Dinosaur song. Life. Great song. <laughs> um, so this is actually my newest fave because when we were preparing for this podcast, Josh was like, you need to listen to My Dinosaur Life. You need to listen to it more. So. I listened to it a lot. Um, I think I said that about I Am The Movie, but I'm yeah, glad you and I actually, my, my <laughs> yeah, I, was say, too, I actually that. didn't really listen to I Am The Movie oh. that much, which is weird because I love I love Brand New, and I feel like that is um, Are they really... Similar? I don't know well, Brand well, New. The, that, that emo, post-hardcore. That emo, the, first, okay. the first Brand New album is pretty similar, I feel like, oh, in sure. style. Well, you'll Absolutely. listen to this podcast when we're done and hopefully get in time the movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I had a hard time picking off of my dinosaur life because I actually grew to love a lot of the songs, even though like this is the album that like annoyed me the most in like the lyrics i really appreciate super specific lyrics but i get really annoyed when i don't i get really attached when i don't like them because which of that. ones like yeah. her words destroyed my planet i love that song but yes that's a perfect example like um i, I think another good example my Xbox or, to jimmy down the street yeah or, that kind uh, of stuff bothers going me. off that like the song is it motherfuckers just like the expletives yeah. yes like this, oh yeah we're talking about like the ocarina of time i like that oh, yeah. I, like I, I do too but it is so for using the word tweet that is the most yeah. tweet, making a 90s reference to right. a freaking video game yeah. you know like, yeah it just feels like, feel like they're catering them. to us and maybe maybe i'm i think i'm just cynical like there's a part of me that's kind of like 
it feels like they're marketing to their demographic really hard in a way that kind That's of bothers me. But then that, that could just be them. I'm probably just super cynical at this point. Um, but <laughs> <Interesting> because then <laughs> I, would, right there with I would say my honorable mention for my dinosaur life is disappear. I love that song because they have a, like that song is like really sad. It's like, oh, it's so dark. I can rip myself apart all this stuff I mean that's not the exact quote and that was the lead single from that album yeah. I might point out too yeah. but it's so it's it such a great song yeah. but I was kind of like I don't like the lyrics on that song that much um, which is why I chose The Weekends because I do like the lyrics on that song mm. um, and it's really an anthem it has another amazing build it's the close of the album um, so that's kind of how I came to that yeah, two decision. closers yeah, yeah I love that song um, okay so then number three um, so I feel like this is truly a dark horse pick um, True Romance off of Go Ooh. is, I feel like, a very dark horse pick. Um, so the reason, I this is the first song I love by Motion City Soundtrack, which is really weird because I know that it's objectively far from the best song that they have by far. Um, and it's like pretty basic um, in a lot of ways. But that bridge is so That, that bridge, bridge yes. is so oh my amazing. God. I think before this, I texted Josh the other <laughs> night and I wrote, this song has grown on me so much. Yeah. And that bridge, that's yeah. the best part of the song. Yeah. That bridge is so The good. bridges on that entire album oh, are just they some are of just the best. They are great at bridges, like yeah. in general. We were general. talking about that. So many bridges. Can oh we like just sing that together real quick? <laughs> I believe it's true. Because nothing matters when I'm okay, all we're done. Oh <laughs> I must so have good. rewound and played that bridge That's hundreds awesome. and hundreds of times. I love it so much. And I've probably listened to that song as a whole probably like a couple hundred times since That's 2012. I've listened to it so many times. And even though I know it's like objectively far from their best song, it has such a special place in my fo- heart. top five favorites. Um, yeah. And even when I was listening to all of the music, I was kind of like, this song is like not that good. But I just I just really, <laughs> really love it. Sometimes it's a visceral yeah. reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's a word I learned from Motion City Soundtrack. By visceral? Way. visceral? Visceral. Wait, oh. what He song? says that on... It was something on uh, Commit This to Memory. Mm. He definitely says that. And then I remember I heard Josh using it all the time. Really? Anyways, <laughs> totally off topic. But yes, no, I learned some vocab from Motion City Soundtrack. It's in uh, Let's Get Fucked Up and Die. That's it. Ah. What's the line? It's because uh, I'm, I'm so speaking visceral. visceral uh, yes, I'm so speaking deeply inept. That's it. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yes. Good one. <laughs> all my forget me nots and Mary Cats. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can't stop. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Number two. Um, so this is my only Commit This to Memory song. Um, and I struggled with this one because of the same reason. I feel like all the songs on the album are really solid. So it's kind of hard to choose one. Um, another opener, Attractive Today. Yes. That's one of my favorites Great off song. of that album. It's short, but it's such a jam. Such um, a jam. Yeah, like I said, they have great closers and openers and just in another great explosion into the song because it starts with kind of just a guitar kind of like and then it um, <laughs> bursts into the song and then it's just nonstop until the end. Yep. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons I appreciate The Weekends and Days Will Run Away because they are longer songs and a lot of Emotion City soundtrack songs are on the shorter side. Hmm. Um, and this song is only like two minutes and something. So I it's think actually I calculated really it. Short. It's one minute and 41 seconds. Really? Yeah. Wow, but who, but who's really counting, sir? So. <laughs> <laughs> and they pack a punch. That they song do. is. Yeah, it's great. so quick and um, yeah, really just every time I listen to it, I, I never would skip that song. I think that was I think a good my drama. one complaint about that song mm-hmm. is I wish it was longer. Yeah. That's what I, I said. My one complaint is I like you. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. I do too. 
I like it too. No, I was saying the same thing. <laughs> so dumb. With the, in fact, uh, when I saw them live, everybody in the audience uh, screamed, so I sure. like you. Like, I'm you sure. have to. That's yeah. like yeah, part yeah, yeah. of the song. They were so fun to see live yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because I saw them on that that final tour, people were just losing their fucking minds. I do not like moshing. I don't like that kind of <laughs> no. concert experience. Over but it. I was so. No. Yeah. I was so. Uh, oh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was so down to just jump all around with I you love that and place Josh so sweaty. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, as well. And uh, did you had you seen them before the f- the farewell tour? Actually, I hadn't. Did, you didn't see them crazy. on the Commit This to Memory ten year. No. Oh, okay. No. Bummer. Well, yeah. still very special. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. For yeah. the record, Andy was with Josh and myself at that uh, the final the show. final yeah. farewell well, tour. Well, I haven't gotten there yet. Where did you guys see it? Irving, Irving Plaza. Plaza. Yep. Okay. I'm pretty sure we've seen I've every seen, time I've seen them, I've seen them with you. And we've, I think we've oh, seen, I was just thinking this in my incredible. head, I think we've seen them four times. Four times. We'll go into it. Yeah, when we yeah, get to yeah you, but yeah. yeah. That's kind of a small venue for their final. Irving Plaza. They've, I mean, that that is quintess, not quintessential, but that is sort of indicative of how quote unquote big they got as a band. That was the biggest venue. Wow. I don't think they've played bigger than that. We saw the mu- music hall Williamsburg. Unless it was like Warped Tour where the they probably have big Williams audiences because right. the audiences are right. invo- or, uh, in basically uh, involuntary. Uh, like, mm-hmm. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to... Yes, sorry. <laughs> my, my number one... Um, here we go. <laughs> so here we go. Drum roll. Drum roll. Uh, my number one is Circuits and Wires. Off Whoa, the great uh, choice. <laughs> so another, op- or another opener. Um, I really love this song, and I, I felt like spiritually I had to choose one from Go because that was the first album I ever really loved from them. Um, and I feel like I've actually done a lot of like shitting on Motion City Soundtrack as I've been talking about them, but I, I do really, really love them as a band. Um, and I think some of, the, some of the complaints I have are weirdly make me love them even more um <laughs> like the fact that i'm like listening to my dinosaur life and i'm like uh, uh, but i'm like listening to it Listen, dozens of times people are most <laughs> emotional about the things that they care about yeah, yeah. and i think because i list because go is my first album with them which is definitely a more serious album definitely less of the stuff that you see in my dinosaur life uh, less references um um video game stuff like that i i i really appreciate this album even more because it's really what got me into them. Um, it's so in, like circuits and wires is so infectious. I love that power on sound. Like that's the start yeah, of the, the album. Beginning, yeah. oh, oh my God. God. It's, so good. It's, so it's just like, so let good. just like let's fucking go off the gate, like out of the gate. It's just amazing. Um, you can't help but headbang in that song. It's just such a jam. It so hard. It's a great pump up song. Um, and that's, that's why I chose it. It just has a really special place in my heart after hundreds of listens. I still love it. Yeah. I love that. That's a great pick. Yeah. yeah. Thank you right. so much. That's my, that's my top five. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks. Should I, uh, go with my top yeah, five? So then? this is my buddy, Andy. Why don't you tell us, no, before you hit your top five, your relationship with the band, how did you get into them? So this is going to feed right into Josh's ego. Um, (laughs) I I know this story. So I remember distinctly, um, I found Motion City Soundtrack because of another band, Blink-182. And uh, senior year of high school, I was kind of uh, a late bloomer in terms of the pop punk phase. Like I never really got into them, kind of like Aaron. Mm -hmm. I was never a a teenage angst, Mm -hmm. middle school emo pop punk fan really. <laughs> we were either no and so i didn't i didn't you really just have a wrong sense of like the fan base. <laughs> See, I, I didn't personally i didn't discover I don't think you point. do though i think i, don't know. I think we're we're just good at picking out the good gems things. in oh. that survived the, the yeah talk about ego <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> so basically um josh 
when we were in, uh, if anyone remembers, Strawberry's yep. music store. Mm-hmm. It was yep. when they used mm-hmm. to have CD stores. And I remember there was a used CD of Commit This to Memory. And Josh is like, oh, you know, this is a great band. I have this. Also, it's produced by Mark Hoppus, who, uh, for listeners who don't know, is the bassist from Blink-182. So immediately right there, I was sold. And uh, I remember we were in the car driving back, and we put it on in Attractive Today is the first song, right into Everything is All Right. And I was sold within like the first three minutes. I have like, such a distinct memory me of that. We were driving over... Driving down on... Anyone who's from New England, uh, we were driving over Avon 22, Mountain. 22, all Avon Mountain. Mountain. <laughs> going up Avon Mountain as Attractive Today is playing. Wow. Awesome. And I still distinctly remember that. And it's such a... I don't know why I remember that because like I listen to so much music and there's so much music that affects me, but that's such a distinct memory of hearing that one song and that's awesome. I don't know, and I'll just always remember that. Um, and so that was to this day that's still my favorite album by them is "Commit This to Memory," just like go. Aaron. Um, I think "Song for Song" that's their best album. I think it's some of the best production. I think it's some of the best um, songwriting. I think it's some of the catchiest songwriting. Um, yeah, to me that's always been the best album. Um, so should I just go into my... Yeah, before you do that, I was just going to say, I, I sort of mentioned it earlier in the podcast, I have a very distinct memory. After you became into them, we both became sort of super fans. Yeah. And I guess it was freshman year of college when My Dinosaur Life came out. We were January, obsessed with January it. January 2010. I feel like we called each other at least three different times, maybe more, to just rave about the album. And I, I just distinctly it. remembering gushing also, about it with you. So my two favorite albums are... My Dinosaur Life and Commit This to Memory, which I don't know. I, I think that's the common thread is it's Mark Hoppus. Mm. And it makes me wonder, why didn't he produce the new Blink-182 album? Like, <laughs> oh, God. It's <laughs> a great Blink album. I wish that God would, uh, you know, yeah. I wish. Anyways. Um, <laughs> anyways. So those are my two favorite albums uh, by a landslide, I think. So should I just dive into this yeah. top yeah, five? Should I do some honorable mentions first? Sure. Yeah. So some honorable mentions I had were Timelines from yes. Go. Great, great lyrics. Song. Great song. Another bridge. Great bridge. Great bridge. Yeah. Another yes. great bridge. <laughs> Another great bridge. We don't need to sing it, though. So. <laughs> I really I'll enjoyed stop. singing the truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, Days Will Run Away, like I'd spoiled earlier, is another one of mine, um, which I really discovered on this listen through. Because when Panic Stations first came out, I hated the album. I thought it was a pile of shit, to wow. be honest with you. Like, I thought the singles You're not that far off. <laughs> we still got to do. I thought the singles I were weakest. I thought the singles were some of the weakest songs they'd put out. TKO is one of the worst songs uh, they'd ever done. Lose Control is the worst. Lose song. Control what? is Lose Control is so tepid. It makes me want to so jump out lazy. a window when I listen to it. Oh my compared, god! Compared there, to like when there's you know no it, judgment here, but <laughs> but it's like when you know it's just so sad because when you know like how good they can be and how what they're capable of and all this lively music when they put out something that's so mid tempo and mm-hmm. such a slog like lose control. So lazy. It's so boring. And over it now though, that's a great song. I love the verses to over it now. Very catchy. I like chorus. The first part of the chorus. I think the second half of. Panic Stations is better than the first half. Yeah. Besides anything at all is a great opener. Besides the Samurai Code is great. Samurai, yeah, Samurai I love Code that song. is great. Um, Heavy Boots yeah. is mm-hmm. really love good. Heavy boots. Um, Days Will Run Away, obviously. Yeah. Um, some other ones I had for I honorable mentions. You. I can yeah, feel you. I can feel you. Um, I won't take up too long with the honorable no, mentions, please. but I had to throw in Fell in Love Without You. Oh, mm-hmm. so Another good. great opener from so Another banger. That album, you know what's funny yeah. is I remember Josh told me uh, this is the my least favorite album by them out of the first three before My Dinosaur Life came out. And he warned me, he's like, oh, it's not as good as the others. The more you listen to that album, though, like, I there's agree. some freaking gems on that yeah. album. I said earlier, I came around hard on that, that album. It's one of my favorites, I Incredible songs on it. It's so their poppiest good. at that time. Mm-hmm. Their pop hooks are incredible. Yeah. yeah. It had to be you. Like, Just think yeah. about their t- first three songs. Fell in Love Without You, uh, This Is For Real, It Had To Be You, are just banger after yeah. banger, not to mention Broken Heart. Ugh. I love yeah, It Had To Be You. Yeah. Had To Be You is so song. good. Um, 
another uh, honorable mention I had was Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Which that I, was going to be on my list. That was, that was very close to being on my yeah. list. So why don't I just start off the list? Yeah, no. um, I'm going to repeat an Aaron one here for five. I had Circuits and Wires. Nice. nice. We've already talked about that. For four, I had uh, Even If It Kills Me song. I had Point of Extinction. Whoa. If anyone... Dark Horse. I don't even know if I can remember how that goes. That, I'm not going to sing it, but uh, <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's one of those songs for me that is so... Overlooked, I Are think. Are you listening, Javelina? I can talk about the point. Javelina. What did I say? Javelina? Javelina. <laughs> Reading off the lyrics here. <laughs> Javelina, Javelina. Yeah. I'm so tired. Oh, yeah. I think as a drummer, too, like I love that song because like it's the, the drum part's incredible. It's very, it's varied. It's all over the place. Um, and then for three, I had Skin and Bones. Ooh. I was listening to that one today. That I song's actually like that one a lot. Incredible yeah. lyrically. And if you want to talk about dark, like that's a yes. very dark song. But it's also for some reason I find it very uplifting at the same time. And I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just the, the idea lyrics, of yeah. it's the mm-hmm. lyrics because it's so dark, but also maybe tries to find some sense in everything with life. And yeah. I, I think that's why it's good for me. And then two is Time Turn Fragile from <sighs> Commit This to Memory. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best outros, if not the best outro of a song by yeah, them. We had talked about, or in general, one I mean. of the best yeah. drum parts of all time. Yeah. Like, and then also, not only that, but like the drum rolls at the end, yeah. just leading into the end of it, are just incredible. And then my number one oh, is was on Aaron's list too. Is the Weekends? Yeah, I think I think that's the best song they've ever done. And I just oh, remember when that album song. came out, that might have been the only song I like played on a loop in my dorm room, 2010 as a freshman in college, like on freaking loop. Like I love that song and I still do. And I still think it holds up. I'm not going to give anything away just yet, but I'm very surprised that neither of you had any I in the movie songs on there. It's cause I don't know that album as well, honestly. All right. We'll have a, you know, <laughs> listening. <session>. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll have a, you know, where's everyone at now? Yeah. How do you oh. feel about I am the movie, Andy? So I had an, I am the movie song that didn't quite make my honorable mentions was, uh, uh, Cambridge. Wow, and I love that. Song. Also, a dark horse. I love that song. <laughs> yeah. um, I think there's some good songs on "I Am the Movie," but I just, I almost think I also had Capital H as an honorable mention too, oh, so which is a great song. Um, and I think for me, what it is is, it's a great album, but I still think they're finding their sound on that album, and I think they're trying to wave this thing between being a harder band and then being a poppy, synthy, moogie band, you know? That's how I yeah. feel about Commit This to Memory. I feel like... See, I think by then they knew what they wanted to shit be. on your both favorite albums, but I feel like Commit This to Memory is an awkward... I say that very loosely. Not an awkward. It's just an interesting transition between their heavier, emotional, sophisticated songwriting and their crazy pop production. Even It Kills Me. It's like right in between. It's not... To me, it's not poppy enough and it's not heavy enough. It's right hmm. in the middle. Maybe that's why you both love it yeah, so maybe. much because it's right well, in the sweet spot. And you know what? Like, I'm someone who listened to like the screamiest music you could find, but is there any screaming on Commit This to Memory? Outside of like a casual, hey, script. but that's like, but that's different than like that's still like melodic. Oh, like, commit, like uh, I am the movie has like don't call it a comeback, which is like a total like driving like hardcore. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call it hardcore punk, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very punky and it's yeah. pretty shouty. And there's nothing like that on um, that I can think of on commit this to memory. Well, that's the thing. It's like if memory. I serves. feel like <laughs> if you get into, uh, I mean, to each his own. But if you get into Motion City soundtrack at Commit This to Memory or other albums, 
knowing that that's their sound and that that's really the sound that they keep for the majority of the rest of the albums, then going back to Eye in the Movie is like, this doesn't really sound like them. Whereas you, you're but sort of getting the sense it, of how much we love the debut album yeah. is because we got into them with the first record. Right. Or at least I did. I don't, I yeah. forgot what you had said. Yeah. You've you found them because I'm sure you said this earlier, but you found them because of like a, a punk compilation, right? Compilation, yeah. yeah, that <laughs> my friend that. Ari uh, recommended to me. What was the song on that that got Throwdown, which so is not th- on any album. It's not on any it's album. It's a B-side oh, wow. off of I Am the Movie. True so fan over it was, here. <laughs> it was Throwdown, but it was also that compilation came with a DVD that had the music video of Future Freaks Me Out, and I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. I do like that song. It's a great song. It's never been one of my favorites, but I do like the mm. video. The video, is, the video is probably one of their It's very quirky. It's very videos. Wes Anderson, like, we're in a play. Uh, right. Kind of cutesy. Very self-aware. All right, Adam. Thank What's you, What's it Andy. time for? I think we should start with our least favorite songs. Okay. Then we're going to go into our top five albums. We'll rank our own albums. And then Adam and I will do our top five songs. Throughout all of this, feel free to tell us <laughs> we're wrong or how much you hate our picks. You got it. Or love them. Or how much we hate these songs, too. <laughs> or, or be upset if your favorites are on here. Yeah, and I think you will be. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Uh, all right, I'll start. My number five is "Over It Now." <laughs> Mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Aaron. My number okay. five is "Stand Too Close." Wow, you really hate that song. Yeah, um, that is a bad song. Yeah, "Stand Too Close" is so is good. corny. Talk about musical theater. <laughs> mm. If it's you can totally say no. Could you a jazz score to that? I know this is a Josh pet peeve when he says the name of the song within the first line of yeah. the you song. Know me. It's the second oh. word that he says. It's actually, yeah, <laughs> it's also, or they say it in the chorus, which it is the chorus. They start with the chorus. Oh, pretty much. So bad. Um, my number four is my turn. Yeah. No. Sorry. <laughs> my number four is TKO. Okay. Great choice. Aaron, Aaron is <laughs> shaking her head. I'm my number four. <laughs> <laughs> my number four is also over it now. That song is trash. The wow. M- the chorus We don't is hold just, back here. <laughs> the chorus is just so sad and so lazy. I'm over it now. I'll see you again. Oh my God. Why? Okay. My number, number three, three, It's a Pleasure to Meet You. What? Mm. No. Wow. That I disagree with. See, I think that's one of the best songs on Panic Stations. Mm-hmm. I, I actually <laughs> agree. Wait, I agree with You know with the drum Adam. part on that? I think the drum yes, part at least so saves good. it a little the bit. The yeah. Or like that. So yeah. damn tragic. I love that. It's not like something visceral. That word again. There's something of, visceral about that. Yeah, and I about hate the, that the lyrics. Chorus. I hate the lyrics yeah. of we all have our that battles and darkness stupid, shadows, yeah. but it's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, that part is that part is stupid. <laughs> I, I agree. The verses like are kind of saving grace. I don't know. This is this is also somewhat of a fluid list. Sure, mm-hmm. but that's still definitely on my. Top ten. My number three is history lesson. What are you asking me for? That's a bad song. Guess what, Josh? My number two is history lesson. Okay, (laughs) that song is a pile of. It is pile of. Worst song on my dinosaur life. Definitely. Definitely. I Se- skip second it. worst song on I think since band. since 2010 yeah. so eight years now I've been skipping that song whenever it comes <laughs> so bad that song was not even produced by Mark Oppis it was produced by the the producer of Go it was like a random kind of thing there mm-hmm. I don't know it's Thank just God, such a and you know what's funny is Hoppus is such a perfectionist if you like watch some of these like behind the scenes things with them in the studio like he would straight up tell them when a song was trash how <laughs> the fuck did that song make it on the album I think that they, they were probably I don't know I don't know the band doesn't even really like it that much so it's not like they were like no we we have to put yeah. this on the album. They saw interviews where they were like, all like, I'm sure they've never played that Listen, isn't that album, is that, how long is the album? How long is it? 40s. Yeah. 
I'm not sure. No, no, Maybe like 38. Uh, track wise, like they could have left that off. Oh, 12 songs. Yeah, it could have been an 11 song album yeah. without that. Anyway, my number two. I think we. Ha- oh, did you do two yet? No, sorry. Go ahead. My number two is Calling All Cops. Great. Oh, yeah. I Fuck always that skip song. that song. That song is terrible. I don't think it's bad enough to <laughs> be Calling Yeah, I don't think it's in the top five worst. Yeah, talk about mid-tempo. Yeah. Pleasure. So what about, tempo, that's exactly what what about the, uh, is it the bridge where it's like, when I'm away? That's the chorus. I like the, I like the, the song that in, that, awesome. in that part. Fine, but I, I just, it's so... You want to talk twee, calling all cops and Autobots or something yeah. like that? The lyrics are trash. I just hate it so much. I think we have the same number one, Josh. Can we say it Did you do number two? I did. Mine was history lesson. Number one has got to be Lose, Lose Control. control. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that song. Uh, I hate the verse. I hate. We've already talked about how much we, we hate this song. <laughs> uh, I cannot last for days. <laughs> it's just so awkward, and the drum sounds terrible, it, and the chorus it, is nothing but him saying the title of the song over and over again. Do you ever feel bad for Claudio Rivera, who was with them for one album and as a drummer, and he's on arguably the worst album by them? Yes. However, but did he, he help the album? He <laughs> is I he would, a part of the problem? I think mm, my favorite part of TKO is his bridge. And I think Days Will Run Away. Those drums are incredible. Like yeah. when it they're opens booming. up again, like yeah, the so na, 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 at the Adam end. Like like that part. At what part? When it's like, oh, when days are going away. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, I kept my mouth shut when you guys were talking about that song. <laughs> I love the first half of that song, and as soon as it, as soon as the drums and the whole band comes in, I'm just like, why? Why really? couldn't this have just I see, I think stayed? that's the best part. I wait for that the whole song. Oh yeah. I listen to no, it. that's just so. It just it's too cliche to me. Something that Josh and I have been talking about is how uh, this band really I, I don't, overcomes is not the right word. They. I'll just say it. <laughs> they overcome a lot of the stereotypes of these pop punk emo kind of bands. Mm-hmm. And on this specific album, they really slide into some of them. And I think that kind of thing felt very just like you. Th- I, th- I When I was listening to it for the first time, I kind of thought that maybe it could go there. But I was really hoping it didn't go there. And it went there because, you know, it's supposed to go there. And there's something about that. I love it. Uh, blah. I respect your opinion. <laughs> how do you feel? I, I'm just curious, just to yeah. throw this out there, not to take up too much time. No. But how do you feel about the closer uh, "Hold Me Down"? Because those drums come in later too, and I think that part's incredible. That's when the a drums to- drop. It's totally different. I'm I'm not ta- like wh- I don't love that song. I definitely like it. Um, I love it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's very different to me than the. No 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 no. Sure. It's, it's cool. like it's a kind of like I totally prefer that beat, Tony's beat, but I don't like that, Claudio. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Claudio. sorry, oh, Claudio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do our top five albums. Let's do best Tony moments. Ooh, so yes. Adam is prepared because of how special Tony is in he our is lives. He is a special man. Can I and say I, know? I have a signed drumstick from Tony Thaxton? Oh, didn't you, you also write him? Actually, yeah. If we're talking about, wait, wait, wait. Can we backtrack <laughs> yes. one sec? If we're talking personal moments. I wrote a freaking letter to Tony Thaxton my freshman year of college because I couldn't make the Motion City soundtrack show. And I was one of the first 20 people to buy tickets for the North Carolina show. And I couldn't go that night because I was in a play. And I sent my friends instead. And I said, please give this note to the drummer when you go. It was like a meet and greet before the uh, so cool. the show. Wait, who did you give it to? One of my friends. who oh. had it. So I was in a play and I couldn't make the show, but I'd won this meet and greet with them. And I wrote this letter to Tony Thaxton. I'm like, I'm a new drummer. Like at this point, I've been only playing like a year. I'm, anyways, 
I wrote this letter. I'm like, you're one of the best like pop punk drummers. Like you're so creative. You're so fun to listen to. And I remember sending that letter to him. I never, obviously never heard from him or anything like that. There's no way he could have reached me. However, when we saw them at Warp that summer, this was 2010, mm. I saw them at their band tent. And I said, hey, I'm the guy who wrote you the letter Aww. in North Carolina. And he said, oh, yeah, I remember that. But he could have just been like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, kid, whatever. But like, <laughs> uh, no, no, I would like to think like, it was knowing, very sweet. Like, kind of having but, watched interviews of Tony, he seems yeah, like the guy like, who would read that and appreciate also, it. Like, how many people like write letters to the drummer yeah. of like a, right. I don't want to say second tier pop punk band, but this isn't like Travis Barker we're talking about. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this is a band that not everybody knows. I was Ooh, so Travis close. Barker versus Tony Thaxton. What do Ooh. we think? Uh, um, I have to go with if you were to like put a gun to my head and there's there's a gun to my head right now actually. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to say Travis Barker only because he I think elevated that genre in terms of drums and like in the mainstream and making mm. it like not having to be like like it's much more creative fills and like with pop yeah. punk and took it away from like you know trey cool is good but trey cool falls into that yeah for sure. very like generic like Day. pop punky yeah i would say tony because i just I, it's you asked me about the drummer but I just prefer Motion City Soundtrack to Blink-182. And there's something there's some something I have with Tony, and specifically I Am the Movie and those drum parts. I was going to say, Andy, I think the reason you said Travis Barker is because you don't know I Am the Movie that well. What parts are you talking about, the drum parts His, on I Am the Movie that well, are let's, so... Let's go through them. I'm assuming... Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, yeah, let's, I'm sorry. I totally got off no, track No, it's all this. good. But I will say, just quickly, I almost caught... A Travis Barker stick. Oh my god! The fucker next to me. Yes, got it. <laughs> Such it would be like two thousand four. Yeah, their self-titled tour, and they he came up on this like platform in the middle of the arena or whatever, and he was like throwing sticks out, and I was so close. And like, if I had gotten that, was this when he was in a wheelchair? Yes. yes. They, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. I know my Blink One Eighty Two trivia. Would love to have you back for the Blink One Eighty Two episode. <laughs> I would be more than happy to be back yeah. for that. All right, best Tony moments. I will say. Number five is his beat in Broken Heart. Oh, my God. That is very, I said it earlier, very uh, Travis Barker to me. Uh, In, like, what what songs of his does he do stuff like that? Like, in uh, Rock Show and... Uh, after um, that's not what you mean. Rock show. <laughs> not rock show. Rock show is pretty straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. Um, Definitely a lot of stuff on their self-titled album. Even um, if you want to do like "Enemy of the State," like "Dumpweed," those verses are like very different. Mm. Like some good hi hat work. There's I'm some pr- good... clearly not prepped for my Blink episode. <laughs> well, anyway, it reminds me of Travis Barker. I-, I love those drums so much. Yeah, I mean, I love when a, a, a drummer can use the entire drum set during his beats. If you want to talk about a Travis Barker song like that, Anthem Part 2. Okay. It's like a very intricate, Ooh. intricate, intricate oh, drum part. Yeah. Like that's a part where you really have to like pause it Is bit by bit. Ben-a-man-o, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's great and song. so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a really intricate Tony part. That's yeah. like you really have to pause. If you want to learn that part, you really have to break it down bit by bit and pause it yeah. second by second. For sure. I think. Number four. The fill into the first chorus of Circuits and Wires. That kind of thing is like, oh, it's just, it's like, where did that come from? It doesn't even sound human at It doesn't. And it's, I mean, who knows what they did. Don't say that. Don't how dare you. (laughs) 
It just However, sounds so of, perfect. We didn't even we're sorry, this. Tony. <laughs> we didn't mention this because I didn't want to, but I'm going to say it now. Did you read that on I'm the Movie, he cut and pasted a lot of vocals? That makes me so sad. He cut and pasted choruses. Uh, some choruses because they just didn't have enough time and they had a certain amount of money. How long does it take to sing the but, chorus? But remember, this is a band that was strict, like very yeah. much on a budget for that album. He literally, when he when he said that, he's like, I know a lot of people are going to be really mad to hear this. I was kind of upset. I don't know which ones they are. I'm just going to keep that forever. And yet, the purest in me... The only album they recorded live was Panic Stations. So it doesn't mean shit, apparently. Mm, well, it is shit. Number three, the fill in the pre-chorus of Mary Without Sound. It was not that, that good, but it was perfect. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> so insane. That song is incredible. That's very an I the movie song that you would, I think, very much enjoy, especially that uh, that one. Yeah, I don't know. We talked about it I think it you earlier. both would because it's it's super, yeah, brand new. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. emo, emo post hardcore punk. It's so good. Number two, the drum fill at the end of the last verse in Attractive Today. I think that's the part that sold me. Yeah. Some, the drum <laughs> sold me. Oh my God. Like he does so many of those just like double snare bass hits, but that's like the longest he goes and they're just like, oh, give me more. Whew. And I think we can both agree on the number one Tony both? part. I think we, the three, maybe even the four, what? can agree that the best Tony Thaxton moment is the outro drumbeat in Time Turn Fragile. Absolutely. Yes. That thing, yeah. It is very Travis Barker, but it's kind of better than Travis Barker. I was going to say, I actually think it's better than a lot of yeah, the Travis I think it's, Barker it's one. Parts. It's just one of the best beats I've ever heard. Wow. <laughs> and it comes at such a emotional point in the song it's like and it matches with the lyrics perfectly with that that in, the outro with the snare rolls uh, going that, yeah, for both of happens. us it was adam's time to turn fragile is adam's number one song on commit this to memory it was my number two like that song is so powerful to me so yeah. emotional the lyrics too the at lyrics the end. oh yeah. my god one day i'll fail to breathe and all you have are memories and yeah that's, yeah. that's and then a it has ending. that beautiful mm-hmm. like organish sounding kind of you know it's interesting too um maybe i'm just hyping that song up too much but time turn fragile you almost don't expect it from this band. Like it's such a good song. It's like to an me. opus. It's exact. I think in some there's ways, there's so many parts of it. There's it's so many of... parts to it, and it bleed, the way it bleeds in from Make Out Kids too. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's first of all, that's another great song. But like the song. way it bleeds in is seamless, and it's such a good outro, and everything about that song is perfect. It takes, I think, pop punk to another level. Yeah. Is it's not even just a pop punk song. Like that's a song you could show to someone who hates Blink-182, hates Green Day, hates these mm. bands like this, and I think they would find something uh, attractive about that song. Or attractive like, today. Yeah. I <laughs> feel that way a lot about a lot of their songs, that mm. they sort of, we were sort of saying, they usually break out of that mold, whether it's his really quirky or sometimes introspective or sometimes emotional lyrics. and The, the harmonies. The harmonies. The way his, he's so good at writing melodies writing mm-hmm. verse melodies let alone chorus that's so hard yeah. it's also so hard to write catchy peppy happy stuff i think writing happy music is way harder than writing sad music they're also very good at having sort of maybe depressing sadder lyrics and themes in the songs 
but giving it through the music a sometimes lighter tone. Redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know if that's what I mean. <laughs> I don't think that is. But that's okay. Okay. All right. I think we're ready to we go got through. Two things left. <laughs> Which is first? No, no, no. I mean, I think we should do our top five albums. My number five is My Dinosaur Life. Uh, mm, all right. My number five is Even If It Kills Me. Okay. My number four is Commit This to Memory. My number four is Commit This to Memory. Wow. I know. Sorry, I'm guys. Surprised. Wow. Yeah. My two favorite albums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go, guys. <laughs> Speaking of go, my number three is go. Yay. My number three is go. Wow. All right. Um, and I my, think we just switched a couple. Cause yeah. My number two is Even If It Kills Me. My number two is My Dinosaur Life. Mm-hmm. And number one has to be I, I Am The Movie. The movie. Wow. It's, it's perfect. It's Me and Andy got to catch up, I yeah. guess. Really? Because <laughs> there's, there's something about that that it's crazy because we're talking about Motion City soundtrack. It's a Motion City soundtrack album. But again, the Motion City soundtrack that I feel like most people know is not that album. And that album is stands alone as just something special. It's just such a masterpiece. It's because it's of, not like I've never listened to it. I have. But I remember listening to it a couple times as I was listening to My Dinosaur Life and Even, mm-hmm. Even As Kills Me. And I found myself going back to those two albums and not feeling an urge to go back to I Am The Movie. Fair. fair enough. Same with me. Yeah. yeah. The orchestrations, there's something about they just, every instrumentalist is doing something great and intricate. And it all comes together into such 14 very unique songs. I said it to Adam earlier, earlier in the podcast. There were so many times I did. A, I do a lot of my music listening driving because I drive a lot for work. There were times I literally pulled over to have a freak out moment, whether that's in Mary Without Sound or Don't Call It a Comeback or Indoor Living. Like I was just freaking out at how amazing this band is and how amazing these songs were and how much it just exploded. It just exploded in my brain hole. I just <laughs> love this record so yeah. much. It's just so emotional. Yeah. But uh, so great. Yeah. So, so. Andy, you had put Commit This to Memory and My Dinosaur Life as your one and two. I used to love My Dinosaur Life way more. Um, What happened? Yeah, (laughs) I think I found that Stand Too Close history lesson. I don't like Skin and Bones. Sorry. That's fine. Um, That song's grown on me. Hysteria, I listed, and yet it's still kind of... That's a bad song. I also think Delirium is a bad song. I was going to say, Delirium is actually my least favorite song. Oh, God. That was my second favorite song on that album. I disagree. I agree with you guys, because it's a stain. There's a stain. It's like, oh, they're in a mental hospital. It's like a Mr. Clean commercial. Oh, my God. This is a man talking about his problems. I think it's so goofy. There's too many songs on my dinosaur life that are skippable to me. Um, that being said, I think his best vocals might be on my dinosaur life. The best scream vocals are mm. so good. And yeah, I mean, I just felt like even if it kills me, used to be my, my least favorite. And I just grew on me so much. The pop songs are so sticky, so catchy. Yeah. I grew to love other songs like deeper cuts on the album. I think the production is incredible on Even If It Kills Me. It's so bright and in your face, but also heavy. But the Mo- the Moog uh, keyboard sounds so f- in your face. I just love it. Go, we both put it at number three. Yeah. I think is their most creative album and their most experimental record. And I'm, I'm just so proud of a lot of those songs that came out of that. Yeah. Not to mention some of like, the opener and closer are like... Incredible. In- incredible songs and other great ones in between yeah, floating down the river was in my honorable song. mentions yeah. for yeah. sure 
Anything else you want to say? Yeah, I mean, for me, even if it kills me, as much as I appreciate their poppy sound and how they can write these very classic sounding songs, there's still Last Night, Calling All Cops. Last Night's a good song. I think Last Night's good, too. I do not like that song. <laughs> um, I'm not a big fan of Point of Extinction, Where I Belong. Where and, I Belong is amazing. Josh really likes Where I Belong. It's And can't finish what you started it's like there are good parts to it but there are, there's a drums. bunch of those I, was gonna, I actually wrote that down when you were talking about drum parts i think can't finish what you started is an awesome drum part i was mentioning earlier that if you look online he posts a video of him breaking have it you down that? yeah it's crazy it it's like it's awesome um there's a lot of filler on that album yeah that's yeah. true it's also 13 way songs on there's way too much it um, is long how long is that. how many tracks is even if it kills me 13 13 and, and dinosaur is 14 oh dinosaur is 12 um, but also, to be honest, I just prefer a little more screamy, mm-hmm. rocky, angsty, angsty. And normally, I would too. So I'm, yeah. I'm surprised that I haven't felt drawn to that album yet. Maybe I just need to listen to it. To more. Uh, I am the movie. Yeah, to I am the movie. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think with Commit This to Memory too. It's like it, it sound. It, that's a very dark album. All their oh, albums totally. are dark. Yeah, lyrically. All their albums dark. are lyrically dark. But I think Commit This to Memory almost has this like poppy sheen on it, which makes it much more palatable. Palatable. Exactly. For that's those sort who don't want to just like follow in misery emo music. And that's funny that you say that because. Because you had mentioned when I was making fun of Delirium, like this is a man who's talking about his problems, but I, fe- <laughs> I, which I hear that, um, but that's why I love Commit This to Memory because it feels like a really honest and authentic discussion sure. of the highs and lows of somebody's life who's going through a hard time because there are really happy songs. And he talks about, he has two songs about New Year's on that album. Yeah. So he's talking about new beginnings and, and there's hope but sadness. And I feel like almost in my dinosaur life with songs like Delirium, with songs like Disappear, it doesn't read as authentic to me, really? an authentic read of issues in the same way as Commit This Memory I does. guess I, I kind of get what you're saying. It's almost a guy taking his emotions to the extreme right. and kind of painting a picture Whereas of where he could be going. Yeah. Or something. I never Whereas saw it as about cartoon, even though literally love. the album cover is... It's the worst album We never cover. talked about that. Oh, totally. Can we talk about how they have the worst album art? <laughs> uh, <laughs> for two albums. For, for My Dinosaur Life. Uh, for My Dinosaur Life. Opinion. For My Dinosaur Life. Even if it kills even me. If it kills me yeah. You're both terrible. They're terrible album I guess you're right. They don't have... <laughs> I like Commit This Memory. Like, I think... Okay. I think like which the, one? Like, think. Go does, is not anything to write home about. Well, Panic Stations, Panic Stations is the best album cover. It looks like Inception. I say that. It is very good. It's a great Inception, like with the folded buildings. I like the collage look. I agree. That's... I, that is the exception. That's the one thing I can say, which, by the way, obviously we didn't put that in our top five. Yeah. Um, Commit This to Memory, I think, has... <laughs> you should. Commit <laughs> This to Memory, I think, has the best lyrics Agreed. of all their albums. I yeah. agree. Not only is it just about himself, but I've mentioned this a couple of times, I love how much he talks about how his behavior has been affecting the people in his life on that album. It, yes. And oh it's my God. so powerful. And he talks about the different minutia of life in such a poetic way yeah. and things that are so specific that makes it so personal and intimate. And he does that better on any album than like, on uh, Make Out Kids is a perfect example of one that's like really referential, but in a way that doesn't bother me and that feels real. And mm-hmm. I can't really describe it in any way other than that. Um, it's funny because that to me sounds kind of twee. <laughs> it is twee. It is extremely twee, but there's something about here. that song that it feels like he's talking about his younger self and reflecting mm-hmm. on um, that. And, and I, do, I don't mind that as much. 
every day that goes by, Hold Me Down becomes oh, more of a favorite song. song of mine. Yeah. I just, Adam's shaking his head, but better I just, open the door it too. is so beautiful. Yeah. Better Open the Door is no. great. I no. love it. What? Wait, we, that was both of our, t- our fives, right? I didn't put Better Open the Door. No, mine. mine was, you used to like but, it. Mine, my five was Better Open the Door and yours was Hold Me Down. Right? Oh, okay. I think you used to like I it, I did used to like it, definitely. I, I think, think the worst song in Commit This Memory is probably Hangman. Oh, definitely. Hangman. <laughs> <laughs> And then the Mark Hoppus, like, tuneless cameo in there. (laughs) (laughs) He has, like, the worst part in that song. Commit This to Memory for me. Yeah, there are a bunch of songs that I like, but it's also one of those things. It's interesting. I'm I'm literally contradicting myself. I was talking about how, like, some some of the best albums, like, will have just more of a consistent lineup of tracks. This definitely doesn't have that, but I don't know. Like, Definitely don't care for Hangman. Definitely don't mm-hmm. care for that last song, Resolution, all that stuff. And the other songs, except for Time Turned Fragile, which is just a gem and attractive today. I don't know. It just doesn't It doesn't wow me. It doesn't thrill me as an album for some reason. Um, Go is, yeah, it definitely just feels more special, more put together, interesting, different. I was talking about how My Dinosaur Life felt like uh, kind of a colorful album to me. I don't know. I, I feel like everyone might not think that as well, but there's something about Go and My Dinosaur Life that just feel like different colors because I think they started experimenting more with different feels, different sounds, different whatever. And there's something I really appreciate on that um, about that. My Dinosaur Life just has, I don't know, some killer tracks that I can't get enough of. Uh, again, we even talked about this earlier in the podcast, Josh, um, how like after I Am The Movie, which is like a masterpiece, everything else is kind of like there's a bunch of good songs and a bunch of mess songs. They, didn't, they so haven't made been, anything it, it perfect was really, since. It was really hard for me to, specifically between Commit This to Memory, Go, and My Dinosaur Life, uh, find an order for those. But mm. I, I did what I did. Day. And I Am The Movie, I've gushed on that enough. So okay. I think it's uh, time to time. do the final list. It is time. The best Motion City soundtrack songs. I don't like, I songs. my list. Immediate. I still... <laughs> Every day I, I like my list. You do? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I love these songs, but I have at least 10 backups. Mine is going to be very controversial. Bring it. Mine might be too. <laughs> uh, I want you to start. Okay. My number five favorite song in Motion City soundtrack is Hello Helicopter. Really? What? Yeah. I, I gushed about it earlier. This song has so many incredible melodies. And when the verse comes in, the band, it's, they're a band. The bass and the drums are doing something really interesting. The guitar is doing something really interesting, as Justin has a really cool vocal line. And then one of the best choruses they've ever done. Nobody seems to care. Huge, anthemic, absurdly, insanely good. And then it closes with another one of my favorite Motion City moments of all time is, are we ever gonna get it right? To me, it's just, it's just a masterpiece of songwriting. I know you don't feel that way. It doesn't look like anyone at the table is agreeing (laughs) with me, but that is the newest favorite song of mine. Like in this month or two of listening. I feel like you were just singing that to yourself the other day. (laughs) It probably was. Every time I heard it, I had to listen four more times. Like I can't. To be fair, that part you mentioned is really good. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Talk about masterpiece. Uh, My number five is Time Turn Fragile. Great song. Uh, song. I just find that to be an amazing song and it never gets old. Every single part is, is like different and going into one another and it's all great. Uh, Not to beat it to death. We talked about it earlier. Um, we didn't talk about it with you two. Uh, the lyrics are so special because it's from the perspective of his father talking about him. I don't know if you knew that, but it made it so much more special to me knowing that and reading into those lyrics. It's, it's such a beautiful song. And, uh, again, I love, I really love, 
even though Commit This to Memory is number four, I still love the sound of Motion City's soundtrack. That is those first two albums. We talked about how they're sort of getting out of I Am the Movie and going more towards Broken um, Broken Heart, more towards uh, Even If It Kills Me. But still, there's something about it still feels a little more raw. Definitely. They rock. And that, that I love. So, yeah. Anyway, Time Trip Fragile. Time Trip Fragile five. from Commits to Memory. Yes. Okay. My number four is Mary Without Sound from I Am the Movie. Nice. Very nice. Word. Uh, I remember you didn't even include that on your list of five, which is absurd to me. This is one of the heaviest songs they've ever done. This was the song that I pulled over, and every time Tony did a fill, I went, oh! I, like, freaked out. I was just grinning like an idiot sitting in my car listening to this music, for almost forgetting how heavy they can be, how intense they could be. This is definitely a more emo, hardcore, post-hardcore-leaning song. It is so killer. If you don't know it out there, please listen to Mary Without Sound. It's so intense. It's great. And the, the, just the band is just it's, they're thriving. They just sound like such a good band. I love the song. Yeah. No, I was, I was telling Josh earlier, that song specifically, when you listen to it, there was something about it that I was just like, wow, these guys are ripping apart their instruments and screaming and just like there was so much emotion that was coming through in that song especially in like the beginning and great song my number four is shiver awesome also on i am the movie yeah i almost consider that maybe i'm off base here but i almost consider that the real opener of that album that's what i said said the same thing there's something about the way it sounds it bleeds in from cambridge yeah yeah that it's, sounds uh, like the real like entrance of like exactly. the band. Almost. It feels like here we are. This is who this is who you're gonna get for this yeah. album at least. This is the show. Yeah, Did you not? exactly. I've already <laughs> forgot. Did you choose Shiver in the Tony drum parts? No. Yeah, you should have. What? Yeah, that makes me so happy. Don't be mad. No, listen, Tony. For everyone who's listening, be in the top ten. Tony, like, and every song he's got something. He's got some fill. He's got some tasty little whatever nugget. Um... But anyway, yeah, Shiver, amazing melodies throughout. It, I think nostalgia-wise, that song just hits me. Um, it just brings me back to getting into this album for the first time, and I just think it's one of their best. To continue on with that, my number three is Indoor Living from mm. I Am The Movie. Indoor Living is so special. We talked about it uh, at length earlier in the podcast. Um, just every melody is perfect. I love the lyrics so much, and I relate to them so much. Drums are incredible. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Let's. Okay. My number three is My Favorite Accident. Great song. We've just be... done like four I Am The Movies yeah. in a row. That might yeah. be the best song on I Am The Movie. It's iconic Motion City. Another, I keep calling opuses, but they just have certain songs that have like five different parts and they all interweave with one another and they're all amazing. And, and that, that song one is just, feels huge. It's, it feels so huge big. with the, the Moog and is so up in front while they're so heavy. So it's got this contrast of being so dark and heavy while it's like a super uh, synthy kind yeah. of sound. It's it's total so Total anthemic song. Definitely. Yep. My number two, and I'm actually surprised, maybe maybe it sort of came up, uh, my number two is Worker Bee. Great. So I had that uh, as an honorable mention. That song wrecks me. You do me. love Worker Bee. I <laughs> love like every time It's a great opener. Oh yeah, you mentioned you didn't, you thought that was kind of a quirky twee. Yeah. You don't like the gold star? I get no, that. I don't. You don't think he deserves a gold star? I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I believe he does, but that song is not. Anything. I think. I don't think it's bad. It's I just think not it's one attractive today, times two. 
I think it's better. Mm-hmm. I think really? he, some of his best vocals in his entire career are at the end of that song. He hits the best note he's ever hit. Yeah. And great drums. Great drums. Unbelievable drums. The, the, the bridge to the little interlude of like the guitar picked part, like that together is just like uh, such. It also, it just feels Motion like City such an opener and such a genius. bright opener. Uh, yeah. Man, it's so. I think I like that song, but I don't like the I've been a good little working bee. I get like it. when he does that like <laughs> the slow I appreciate part at the that. beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that part, but I do like the rest of the song. Fair. Love it. My number two. My number two is A OK. Wow. Can you see where I'm going with this, Josh? I see where you're going with this. Uh <laughs> fun fact, A OK is the first song. Whenever you know like you plug your iPod into the car. Yeah. Talking about that. When you plug your iPod into the car, yes, it's yeah. always the automatic first That's song. That's why I plays. think it might be my most played ever song by them. Just <sighs> wow. in my brain. That's because great. I've just listened to it so many times. And it used to be my favorite. Didn't actually make my list somehow. That song also, it's just so much emotion into it. Another closer. Another closer. Again, the way that every vocal part sort of goes on top of one another in different instances in the last half of that song over this picked guitar part. over I mean, this is getting into the very nitty gritty, but there's something about that song that just gets me, gets my heart. I don't mm. know what it is. We should have ranked top openers for that this band. so hard. And top yeah. closers for this band. Just saying. Well, speaking of my number one. I can know. Uh, yeah. Do you? It's floating down the river. Oh, that choice song. I did not wreck me. I said it earlier in throughout all this listening. It was the first song I started crying to. I was, I'm actually starting to get emotional talking right now. Like (laughs) that song is so perfect in so many ways. Lyrically, it's so hopeful and beautiful from coming from someone who clearly has gone through so much. And I just relate to it so much. And the melodies. Man, when he sings "Cop Beneath the Weight of It It All," and the harmony goes on there, and the drums are incredible, and it's just, it hits me emotionally like no no other song they've they've Mm. done so far. Also, it's the last Tony Thaxton song. Yeah, I was saying earlier, I wish they ended with it. I wish I agree, and I love "Days Will Run Away" too. That is a great send off. Mm -hmm. I think this would have been a better send off. Not that I need to compare, but like I would have loved it if. Oh my god, Tony sounds amazing. Justin is. He's so human, and yet he's he's sort of giving himself a pep talk, and I, I just I love it so mm-hmm. much. You know my, what my number one is, yes, right? I do. Yeah, uh, indoor living, high in the movie, definitely. Um, so as you can see, four of my top five favorite songs are off. I am the movie. The fifth one is Time Turn Fragile off of Commit This to Memory. That is so not to say that the rest of their discography and the rest of those songs aren't amazing i mean granted there are some there are some bad ones but i just (laughs) that is the motion city i love i love that album honestly time turn fragile almost didn't get on there it was gonna be red dress it was just gonna be my top five (laughs) off of i am the movie did you feel like you had to put i was literally for weeks i was like is this gonna like what is this gonna mean i don't i don't know why like i I should be honest but i went back to time turn fragile i'm just like i i did it based off of what song would I be more sad if they never wrote it? Ooh, I like mm. that. And, you know, even thinking about that, like Time Turned Fragile between maybe like Shiver and stuff like that, I don't know. I mean, I still really love Shiver, but I could I could take this over Red Dress, and I just, yeah. I love... Yeah, Time Turned Fragile feels essential. Yeah. Whereas, to me, Red Dress is good, but doesn't feel like... I totally es- agree. Essential. Mm-hmm. Red Dress is, is amazing and so fun, right. but doesn't feel as emotionally potent either. Like, if I, if I never heard Time Turned Fragile again in my life, I'd be sad. Yeah. 
Wow. No, that that's song, what I was saying. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. My top two, Floating Down the River and Worker Bee, were from albums that were not in my top two albums. So mm-hmm. we had said that earlier. I feel like, and I want to go through some of my honorable mentions as well, but a lot of my favorite songs are on the records that are not my favorite but, but because the disparity is so high. Whereas I feel like, and I Am The Moving, Commit This To Memory, while Commit This Memory is not my favorite, I feel like it's more consistent than a lot of the other yeah. later records. And there's still a couple of clinkers on there for me too. Mm-hmm. But Agreed. yeah, Did you have honorable mentions? Yeah, so my honorable mentions were Shiver, no yeah. question. Yeah. And that always it. was a Josh song to me. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it, Shiver a Coldplay single as well? Yeah, yes. and I was Which actually was, kind of thinking and I hoping was thinking that your first one was going to be that. I'm like, hey, your first two that. Yeah, but no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my another one is attractive today. Also, let me just say it is also the Derek Jeter spot on both of their debut albums. I, know. I forgot to say that. Yeah, that's awesome. what we call the number two. Oh, I was gonna say <laughs> what? <laughs> so attractive today, definitely yeah. an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Fell in love without you. That Great song is insane. And also actually, an opener. I was listening to like the deluxe version of that album on Spotify. I love the acoustic version. I we haven't too. talked too. about that. We didn't even oh, really talk so about great. it. I don't like it that much. I think it's beautiful really? and very beautiful. different. Yeah. Um, yeah, they released four or five songs from that mm-hmm. album as an acoustic EP, which yeah. is kind of cool to see them in that in that uh, space. Um, Do you think e- they sound just as good acoustic? Or no. I, I don't either. No way. No. I don't think they're a band. But I think it's cool to hear. And yeah, I, I really like what they then. did, especially they, they changed Fell in Love Without You, the melody. They didn't, yeah. they didn't just the do it tone, straight. The tone, I yeah. mean, completely, of, of how you read the song. Yeah. But I think that's his thing about the band, too, where it's like they sound better when they're all there. Mm. Agreed. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I also had the song Even If It Kills Me, mm-hmm. which is, is an song. incredible closer. That is actually closer. a really good song. Uh, the Weekends, of course. Yeah, I thought that was going to be your Me too. It almost did. Um, and circuits and wires, of course, of course. of course. Like these are such amazing openers and closers. Out of all of those, out of the six honorable mentions that I just listed, five of them openers or closers. Yeah. And on my list, uh, I think it's only two. But <laughs> see, I already hit my list. See, like <laughs> weekends and circuits and wires needs to be there. What did, what was I doing? Anyway, I don't have too many honorable mentions. I didn't write anything down. I'll say, honestly, so many songs off of I Am The Movie. The Red Dress, obviously, was was fighting for that spot. Uh, don't Call It A Comeback, probably, really? could have also been there. Box Elder. Oh, Box Elder is great. I truly love that song. Very different for them, too. It is. Yeah, so it's different, and then it gets, like, the chorus is very them. It's yeah. like, and but it blends together <laughs> You would know this better well. than me. What is the time signature on Box Elder? 7-4. Seven, 7-4. Seven, four. Seven, four. What is a Box Elder? It's a tree. A we didn't, we talk, didn't talk, talk about, about it, actually. <laughs> Well, a box elder is a tree, and it's a also tree? a certain bug, bug that lives off of that tree huh. and ends up killing that tree. What? It's an analogy oh, wow. for like a symbiotic relationship, relationship. which I love it. If, if yeah. I let that you in, it'll end us both, but I care too much to leave this host. Wow. Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't look that yes, up yeah. oh, it's, <laughs> also, it's also a, a reference to a pavement song called Box Elder. Pavement I know that he likes pavement. Is his favorite band, Justin's yeah. favorite band. Yes, which I did. And Tony's is Ben Folds. Oh, kill me. <laughs> which Motion City gets uh, comparisons to Ben Folds all the time. I guess I need to try him out. Wait, again. really? I think so. Well, I think the lyrics, like the exactness of like oh, the yeah. lyrics, and also like, has I a very sort of quirky, quirky both ner- pop it's culture. Nerd rock. Yeah, it's nerd exactly. rock. No, they it's both like are nerd rock. glasses wearing. Yeah, because I guess when I've been saying twee, I sometimes mean quirky. Because I feel I don't mean to conflate those two things. Yeah, because it's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to just specify that um, slide that at the end. I'm so glad we did this. Me too. I feel so good. I'm so yeah. glad that you, you are here. I'm sort of thank beaming. you for having us. Yeah, I'm sort of yeah, beaming thanks. in the corner here. This is fun. 
we we all sounds like love this band. Yes. Sad that they're not here, but we've all seen them live. I've seen them every time with Andy, which is really special for me. True. Um, I'm really hoping that they're not done for good. I was gonna say I don't think this is the end. I don't think end. that it is either. Like, let's be real. Like, I don't want to come back. I don't want them. Don't call it a comeback. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want them to record another album. Really. Yeah, because we, I don't like Panic Stations, and I I think it's indicative of a band that was kind of losing it. So I don't know if they'll be able to get that Let's, back. What I band do want has them. broken up for a while, come back, and it's been great? Um, Super arg- Chunk. Arguably Blink-182. Who would argue that? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was just thinking about the last album. Yes, Neighborhoods is incredible. <laughs> Who did you say? <laughs> Super Chunk came back for a while. Okay. Actually, I don't know if they ever broke up. Yeah. I'm sort of happy with this six album set, even if it sort of ended for us or for myself and Adam on a, and Andy, I guess, on a sour note. I would just like to see them live again, even if they don't That's record what I'm an saying. album. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. But I don't know if I want any more nostalgia tours. Really? I don't know if I need, like, we saw them on the Commit This to Memory tour, and it was fine, and it was, I mean, a blast. But at the same time, like, those nostalgia tours are weird to me, especially the album tours. Because there's no excitement. You know exactly what the next song is going to be coming up. I just came from a Frightened Rabbit 10th anniversary (laughs) show last night. Aaron and I both went to it last night. It was incredible. And then the three of us, Adam, Andy, myself, are going to see the Smashing Pumpkins Nostalgia Nostalgia Tour. Tour. Which, ironically, Billy Corgan's like, we never want to be a nostalgia band. But here they are being a fucking nostalgia band in 2018. I didn't even know that was a concept, nostalgia band. Well, just like not... Being an active artist, meaning but not putting out any putting right. out new albums, but just touring to on tenth anniversary right. albums, and yeah. you know, so I mean, like it's fine, and it's fun. Like when we saw "Commit This to Memory," but at the same time, you know what the next song's going to be, and it's like I kind of like I, the set list. I, I it's a celebration. It totally like it depends <laughs> on the album. I think true. If they it's come true. back in twenty twenty three, doing an "I Am the Movie," I just need "I Am the Movie." But he's not gonna. I mean, he's he gonna scream, scream for me, Justin. He's not gonna scream. What's he do? What are they doing now? Does anyone know? He he's produces music, and, doesn't he? I think Kid. he put out some solo tracks, Justin Pierre, or not with with another under another name. But oh, I've seen some of those. Things. I just it wasn't as good as Tony is looking to play again. I know Tony. I keep seeing him he's just basically gear. saying. Josh I told both me. Of you. Oh yeah. Oh man, I did not buy he that. He was selling set his for commit I'm this the to movie. memory, or I'm the movie. Drum I'm the movie. Set. You See, idiots. for me, I should have. Oh my god. Well, what was he asking for? It five hundred, maybe. I, I oh, could have really? dropped that. It was like affordable. That is not that bad. That's also oh, really sad. I, I think yeah. it might have been a thousand, but I, in hindsight, I would have dropped that. Um, anyway, yeah, this is an incredible band. I'm so glad we got to talk about them in depth. Yeah. For everyone out there who doesn't know them, you know, by the end of this podcast, I hope you got a little sense of why we love them and can go back and listen to all these songs that we've picked out. We'll have Spotify playlists ready for you. Um, and yeah, um, we're thank, thank you guys again so much for coming. Uh, this is the first time we've had guests and you guys did a great job. Thanks. Thank so you. we'd love to have uh, you and other guests on in the future. If you're out there and listening and loving this podcast, let us know what bands you want us to cover and what you're an expert on. And if you want to join for anything, we'll see what we can do. Um, yeah. Until next time. Until next time. Bye.